Hello, everyone, and welcome to From Complex to Queens. I'm Ken Lavin, and this week I'm joined by Thomas Henderson. How are you doing today, Thomas? I'm doing well. Um, Mets notwithstanding. <laughs> How yeah, they've uh, they've looked pretty bad. Yeah, this is not a good series. Uh, I, th- I the think the Rays just have that effect on people. Yeah, they're just annoying. They're an annoying team to play, and everyone got hurt more so than even normal. So literally, like the all of the team besides like Alonzo, Stroman, and like <laughs> yeah, a few starters. Just like, it's wow. literally the bench mob are now the, the 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 starter mob. So that's fun. Yeah, no, it's one thing I wanted to ask you about is um, how many games until you think Tomas Nito like takes the lion's share of the playing time. Um, so that, I think that's complicated just because they paid McCann so much for so long that I think they're gonna, like if McCann, if it was a 110 for McCann, like a one year deal, then I could see it already happening. But if you give a guy four years and $40 million, you kind of gotta be like, you gotta figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, I think $10 million annually shouldn't be like sure. a terrible amount to pay for a backup catcher. When, sure. especially when your yeah. initial catcher is like making next Making the minimum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you could yeah, easily just justify it as the reverse. Like you could just kind of be like, Hey, look, we're paying catchers this much and we're getting this production, but it just I kind was, of sucks uh, that that's what happened. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that we would be on. The days of um, the paycheck dictating playing time, but yeah. Also, I mean, if the Mets need to start winning and McCann ain't play, hitting, then I could see it happening a little more frequently. Maybe even in this upcoming stretch, because we were yeah. talking about the bench and stuff. Like all those players are hurt right now. Like Jose Peraza is probably the starting second baseman in Atlanta tomorrow. Wild so times. like, so like, if you really think that Nito's a better hitter now, you might as well just start him. You know, yeah, it's kind of it, it's interesting. At the very least, I think they should be looking to move more towards a, like a fifty-fifty touch. Yep. Oh yeah, I would be there now. Already. That should have already happened. Yeah, yeah. But. And like, I wrote an article this off season actually about when they signed McCann. I basically said like, the Mets need to invest in a backup catcher who's like good, because McCann's never played more than one hundred ten games. He's never been a starter. You don't know what type of physical effects this type of workload will have on him. And who knows if that's why he's not been hitting or because he's just turning back into what he was before he hit. But like, realistically, if I'm the Mets, Nito has shown that he could be that guy. And I had doubts about him being that guy, seeing him coming up through the system. And even last year it was like, he hit really well for like a week. And then he got, he got COVID and like never really got back in game shape. But and Nito's shown that he could do that. So yeah, let and him like play. even if he doesn't, like if neither of them are hitting, you know, I'd rather the guy be back there who can, you know, defend at a, a close to elite level. You know, I think he's elite. Like I don't think you. I, I, I think he's really good. Yeah, I think age. he's like an uh, an upper tier defensive catcher. And yeah. even if he provides some offense, and he has pot now, and maybe the LASIK really did help. Yeah, he'll run into a few. You know. That's it's a just, long tradition yeah. with the Mets of having yeah. guys who can't really hit as backup catchers, but guys who can hit, you know, long dongs from time yep. to time. And, like, he has the defense, and if you let him play three times a week, who cares? 
Yep. Especially if McCann doesn't hit, because you're not losing anything. You're not losing that. Yeah, there's no downside risk. Not there. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so, but I mean, yeah, I think it'll happen at some point. Maybe the All Star break is if he's if he's still this bad, they're going to be like, oh well, we got to start playing. Going <laughs> to lose a lot of games before then, but but sure. <laughs> I'm just trying to give them the. A yeah, of, no, I, I can like, see that being a realistic point of demarcation. You know. I can see that for half of you. Yeah. All right, well, before we get into things, um, I think we need to address the elephant in the room. <laughs> uh, so, Thomas, a player that some have described as a meme on the back half of the 40-man roster has um, turned into something of, like, a mythic figure. Yes. Uh, how have you enjoyed hashtag Mazika Magic so it's, far? So it's amazing because, like, as someone coming from the minor league side of the Mets stuff, I've seen him a lot. Oh, yeah. Because he's been here forever. And I'm like, well, he's not good. So I don't really understand why he's here in terms of the 40 man and even when they called him up. And then he's getting these opportunities and I'm like, oh, he's just going to look horrible and strike out. And he just looks horrible and grounds into a fielder's choice to win a baseball game. So like, and today he yoked one. Like he, did. he really, he, did. he got a pitch to hit and he did not miss. So it's fun. I mean, granted, he probably shouldn't be on the roster and granted he should probably like, I don't know how he survived this long, but also, at this point, it's Mazika Magic time, and we might as well just have fun with it. I'm going to go ahead and say that the um, best things in life are unexplainable <laughs> and uh, seem to come out of nowhere, and both of those describe Patrick Mazika. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> it's really quite amazing, because, like, sure, he finally hit the home run and it was a big boy, but, like, before that, his combined hits had to go, like, maybe 60 feet maybe <laughs> and like the combined contact he made really and like against valdez he looked like he didn't know what the hell was going on and granted he's like cesar valdez is a probably a very annoying pitcher to face for mike trout because of what it is and how yeah. weird it is maybe the so, most like, unique pitcher to pitch yeah. since like mariano rivera <laughs> exactly like <laughs> how like, he goes about things it's like 80 percent change-ups and there's three different ones like i don't blame anyone for looking weird yeah. And for like you don't see that when you're in the Mets trip farm system for years, you know what I mean? Like you just yeah, like the closest thing yeah. uh, I can think of to that kind of pitcher is like Mickey Janis, and that's a completely different thing altogether. Exactly. So like I don't I don't blame him for not knowing how to handle that, and he also walked him off. So, but he's gonna stick now probably by default for a while because I would assume McNeil goes on IL at some point with his vague cramps and i assume that conforto goes on il because he pulled his hamstring probably in the first inning of the last game but of this game that just happened on sunday so like he's gonna stick around and he's gonna get more plate appearances with runners on base so maybe he just keeps driving in runs who knows i i honestly hope he drives in a bunch more runs and never gets another hit honestly like i really like him hitting a home run to get his first hit was about yeah, perfect. as perfect as possible yeah. But him having, like, a zero batting average and having, like, 10 RBI, and they're all, like, huge moments, like, either walk-offs or, like, gives the Mets the lead in Atlanta in the ninth inning or something, like, I feel like that would have been extremely on-brand for what this all is. I mean, hey, good for him. He's going to yeah, make yeah. he's gonna make enough money, more money in this month or whatever than he would have in an entire minor league season, and he's got t-shirts on, like, whatever, and, like, 
people are talking about how cool he is and all this stuff and how much they love him. So that's awesome for him. For a lot of these guys, um, I, I really think about it like if they make the big leagues at all, that's like a crazy victory. <laughs> I mean, Jake Hager. Yeah, no, exactly. Like anything after that is is just icing on the cake. So for sure, for sure, for sure. Patrick Mazika, a success. <laughs> Jake Hager, a success. Um, Hager's made some nice contact too, at least twice. Like he's not he's lined out twice, but it was like hard hit balls. Those definitely yeah. could have doubled. Yeah, some some will fall at some yeah. point. And he he was good to start the season. He had like 400 in Syracuse for a bit. And like we've discussed, um, with all of the injuries, uh, more names are going to be mm-hmm. coming up. So they're they're all going to get more chances. So yeah. All right. Uh, now let's forge ahead to our draft updates. Um, Thomas, how has Andrew Painter? fared since his, uh, his season ended remember oh, yeah i i don't <laughs> yeah he um he his team lost in the playoffs so um he pitched like two perfect innings in relief in the last playoff game and they lost so he's doing his circuit stuff now probably he's doing his like draft offseason stuff because i'm assuming he's gonna get drafted in the first round even if it's a little after 10 probably i would bet he goes and um i think he he's committed to florida um so he's probably just working out and getting ready for gotcha. the upcoming draft cycle and everything that comes with it. So his season in total, um, let's just talk, is draft stock way up? So a lot of people were saying, like, a lot of, like, scout people, not not scout people, but, like, Jim Callis and stuff, were saying, like, his stock actually went down because, like, the way they used him was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Like, they almost used him as, like, a fireman situation thing where he would come in and pitch, like, three innings multiple times a week instead of just starting and he wasn't like it's funny to say like a dude with like a 0.34 ERA and a bunch of strikeouts wasn't as dominant as you would think but that's kind of what happened where like there were points where he could have been a little bit more dominant against his competition and wasn't but granted he's also going in the 10 to 20 range so his stock is probably kind of like I think it's kind of neutral like I don't think he was going to ever fly up into the top 10 because of the top 10s being really strong this year pretty much like we were talking, like Lucas's guy and uh, your guy was a top ten guy for a bit and fell off because of um. There's a lot of college team. pitching. Yes, and there's also a lot of co- like you said, there's a lot of college pitching, and that's what the Mets are kind of mocked at from what I've seen. So um, yeah, it's just hard to break into the top ten like that. And he pitched as like three or four innings every few days type guy and had a few starts and struck out a lot of people and walked some people and. Didn't really got get hit, so it was like a it was a good season, and he's gonna get drafted in the first round if he or go to Florida and just be a college pitcher and get yeah, drafted and just later. Like fall out in the yeah. SEC, yeah. yeah. Like he's he's a good player, and he didn't do anything. Yeah, to, affect to dissuade me from that fact. So yeah, you know, like it, it wasn't one of those things where he ran like a five ERA or even a two, and I was like, oh, no, he's starting to get, like, he got found out by high school kids. Like, that's not what happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he just... Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to... Um, <laughs> yeah. Unless your fastball pops into triple digits, it's kind of hard to, like, really shoot up your draft, sp- draft stock as a high schooler. Yeah, because, like... But, like, your performance doesn't really matter. Like, like the, he ran, like, a .5 ERA as a freshman. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like... He's, he, the talent disparity is so big. He was already better than all the kids that he was facing when he was 14. So now that he's 18, he's just kind of like doing his thing. 
I also wouldn't be surprised if it was a little bit boring at that point, like yeah, just yeah. mentally. Like you're not really being challenged at that point. And it's been like that for a while now, so he's probably just ready to move on. So how's your guy been doing? Cause so, um, did he finally figure out how to hit home runs? No. <laughs> so definitely had had an up week, uh, but I, I don't think enough to really change the conversation around his draft at all, stock at all. Um, he he did he hit went eight for sixteen um, the last week week and a half or so. You will take that. That's good. Yeah, that. you'll take that. There were a pair of doubles uh, smattered in there, um, but he's remained pretty steady to from a triple slash perspective uh, to where he's he's been. So batting now. 305, 409, 449 in 167 at bats. And, uh, the plate discipline's still been great, but still no power to speak of. I mean, it's probably been well over a month since his last home run. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did say even, I guess. Uh, the conversation hasn't really changed, but yeah, he's still putting the bat on the ball and getting on base. And, some team is going to see him and be like, we we will fix him and just run to the podium at like 20 yep. or something. Yeah, 20 is about where I think he's going to end up. I think and there's enough 20, upside a in the bat. Yeah, there's enough upside in the bat where somebody's going to take a chance on him early, uh, early enough. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe the, the warts are starting to show a bit. For sure. That's a, he, he's a definitely an interesting dude because like, He's obviously a good player, like good enough to hit contact-wise at the college level, but to not have any power with a metal bat is like, what? Is wild. <laughs> like, I don't know how you pull that off. You know what I mean? I mean, usually it's the opposite way, where a guy has a ton of power with the ping bat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it doesn't f- come come with him to pro ball, but we shall see. Oh yeah, for sure. It's it's super interesting. He's 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 definitely an interesting case. Yep. Um so I guess uh now we're just gonna you know, kinda go down a list of prospects and kinda give our early impressions of some some of the guys in the system. Um Thomas, has anybody really stood out to you so far? Stood out is um That's a tough one because I wanna say guys like Mauricio's been really good, but like, yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because he's been great and like, he's one of those dudes who you kind of had, you, you could get some questions about his bat because of everything. And also he's young and also he got 800 feet taller <laughs> since we've last seen him. So like, and he's kind of not even let it affect him, you know, like he started off hot and he's going to move through the system, not move through the system quick, but he's going to move past where he's at, I think, pretty fast. And yeah. Beatty looks... I feel like they've kind of smoothed out some stuff with Beatty in terms of his swing, in terms of... um It's a little more level now because it had the loops in it. Um Even though I so liked, liked it, there was still a level of loopiness to it. I think that's kind yeah, of... Yeah, he, he definitely can get a little uppercutty. And um, he looks like he's doing that less and less now, which is... Yeah, nice. it looks like he's adjusting a little better to, to anything, you know, above the belt. So uh, I've also been very impressed by the two of them. Um Mauricio's probably striking out a little more than I'd like him to. Yeah. But we're still very early. He's still very young. And for somebody who's just kind of figuring out how to hit for power for the first time, um, I'm, I'm fine with some swing and miss. Yeah, same. 
like you know, he's, he's trying to figure out how to yoke the ball. Yeah. Uh, he should be aggressive. And he's never really done that stuff before. Like yeah. he's just that's not that hasn't been his game. Um I know Tyler McGill has been really good so far, which is a, nice. A glowing review from uh or yes. not a glowing review, but a, a good review from Steve. Uh, yeah. That's where he's he not is, with right? us this week, yeah, because he's he's sitting on Binghamton for a few days. Um Yeah, I, I haven't really seen him pitch, but he certainly looks like he'll be in the churn soon. Um Oh yeah. If if the injuries keep up this way and if the yeah. injuries keep up this way and the pitching needs arms like it has needed to because of how bad the starters like like the bullpen hasn't been bad, but eventually you're just gonna need dudes to throw the ball because there's like two bullpen games every five days. <laughs> yeah, right. They're they're already burning through arms at an alarming rate, so Yeah. At, they at, need to at find some more. at some point yeah. he's gonna get a shot. And that's good. Like like I'm happy for him to get a shot and he looks like he deserves it with the way he's pitching so yeah. far. So it's not really necessarily a bad thing. It's more just like a, I didn't expect this thing. Like I never really saw much and it looks a little better than it's been. So that's nice. Yeah. What about you? Have you seen it? Have you like seen anyone so far? Thought about anyone uh, so far? Well, so of the obvious ones, um, Francisco Alvarez obviously oh, yeah. <laughs> has, you know, torn the ball apart <laughs> so far. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, he probably should be in Brooklyn, like now. He will be soon. And, but I agree that, uh, get him up here, like, here being where I am, cause I'm in Brooklyn, <laughs> uh, so locally. But, um, for selfish reasons, so I could go see him. And also, like, easily. I could just hop on the train. And, yeah, and there's actual video from, again, uh, it's not a high A. <laughs> yeah, like, it's much easier to watch those games on TV and all that stuff. But, um, He's just been good. And it's one of those things where he's young and he's a catcher, so it's going to be a little weird sometimes, but if he hits, how to catch. Like, he knows what he's doing, so. Yeah, he's not a, you know, a catcher by default. He's actually adding something. Mm-hmm. So, it's been, it's been a fun time for the, for, for the young guys. And that's nice because that's what they need. Because, um, especially with Alan having Tommy John. Is it uh, Tommy John? Or yes. is it just? Yes, Tommy John. I, I, I couldn't remember if they, like, specifically said it was Tommy John or they just said his UCL is messed up, but that's the same thing. Um, especially with stuff like that happening and he's out for a year, not going to see him for a while. And again, is hurt and still not back yet. He'll be back around the time when Syndergaard's back. And, um, we need those guys to step up and take the next step as prospects. If the farm system's going to grow. And so far it looks like they can. And that's definitely a good thing. And like Vientos has been struggling on the other side of this, so like if he fal- falters a little, we have guys to bring up. You know what I mean? Like yeah, give and take here. It sucks for Vientos though that he's been struggling. Yeah, um, as Steve has said a couple times now that uh, the bats just look very slow. Um, and you could just see that, like even not live, even on TV when I've watched Bing, it's just he's late. <laughs> yeah. He's just behind everything. He's behind he's everything, and uh, he still really hasn't figured out breaking balls yet. So, double A was always going to be the test for him. Um, mm-hmm. Historically, he's always been a, a kind of a slow starter. Hopefully, that's the case. But yeah. uh, early returns, not great. 
Yeah, and I'm not ready to be like, oh, he's terrible. Oh, you know, of course, yeah. 25, uh, the top 25 list or anything. It's just, it's it sucks. <laughs> you would yeah, like it's just, to it's just not what you want. Yeah, <laughs> especially because he has guys breathing down his neck, kinda like. Yeah, no, uh, Batty and Mauricio a level below. Um, both yeah. are ar- arguably third baseman. <laughs> sure, um, I mean, who knows where Mauricio might play? He might play in the outfield, which would be interesting. But yeah, um, but there there are guys who can play his position at the moment, uh, kind of at the back door. So yeah, it's it we'll it's see. wild to say this about him. Because he's as I'm as I'm googling because I don't remember how old he is. Um, Very young. He's he's younger than Batty. Yeah, by almost a full year, if I'm correct. I I also think you're correct, but I just want to make sure before I sound stupid online. But um, as I we, we do take journalistic integrity um, <laughs> pretty seriously here at From Complex to Queens. As Emma, he's only 21. So to say a 21 year old needs to like put up or shut up at Double A is insane. Yeah, it kind of defeats also, the purpose of. Everything. <laughs> yeah, but also like he could soon be playing first base <laughs> for Binghamton. Like yep. if Beatty and and Mauricio come up. Yeah, no, that's a decision, base. a defensible yeah. decision the organization can make. Yeah, like and then that throws everything else off because sure, a first base prospect, and he'll probably be a. I think he could be a good defensive first baseman, but if he can't hit to be a third baseman, yeah, for him to hit to be, you know, like it just kind of messes everything up for him. And you would like to see him, you would like to see Baby replace him on a roster instead of move him to a different position on the same roster. Like, I would like to see Baby go to third base at Bing because he moves up to Syracuse. You know what I'm saying? Not. Yeah, no, that would be the ideal. Yeah, um, and you uh, just kind of plug everything in. Flip-flopping Batty yeah. and Vientos. Uh, yeah, so. that's really what you want to see, and it's tough because... Until he hit, until once he's, he just got a hit. And that's really the big question mark for him. He got a hit, and he so far hasn't really, uh, to the level that a player with his skill set will need to, but hopefully he comes around. Yep. Hopefully uh, he does. So what are your thoughts? Um, Thomas Sapucky will possibly be in the, uh, the mix for, uh, whose start was it? Tuesday, uh, was that when DeGrom was supposed to go again? I don't know. I can't, I'm losing track of who started. Yeah, there's, just, there's a lot going on. Because there's a lot of flip-flopping and everything. I know DeGrom's supposed to throw a bullpen Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. Um, um, so he might go Tuesday against Atlanta, which could be bad. But also, like, good for him to get a start and, like, realistically... Who else? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I, I kind of... I uh, get it. I think he probably could... Who knows if he was healthy is, is the big thing, but yeah. I was kind of surprised he didn't make any appearances last year. Oh, uh, Just I, given I, that nothing was happening. <laughs> I won. Um, so, uh, it's finally happening. And, uh, or possibly happening. Um... I don't know. Like you said, there's no one else though. So like, because yeah, there's absolutely nobody else. (laughs) Like, I I I hate to be like, oh yes, he's getting this opportunity because there's no one else. But Yamamoto pitched Thursday, Friday, and threw like 80 pitches. So to ask him to go again on Tuesday is a lot, and not really fair to him. Lucchese looked terrible on Saturday, so he can't, and he pitched a lot, so he can't. He threw a lot of pitches, he can't go. 
like unless you just full bullpen game it, which you can't really do because the bullpen has had. I mean, it, it's also likely that if you if you throw Thomas Sipucky, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. Like it will probably bullpen. turn into a bullpen game. Yeah, but like you need someone else there to kind of buffer yeah. it. Right. And even like what I think Zipucky is now is probably a multi-inning reliever guy, just fastball, curveball, get out the lineup once guy, and then we'll see you later. Which is fine. I mean, Seth Lugo, I'm not saying he's that's his ceiling, but Seth Lugo shows you that you could do that in the major leagues and be successful. So it's certainly possible, but because the breaking stuff is still there and the, some of the velos come back. So like maybe it could work for a few innings and then you dive, but also Luis Rojas has not shown his, the ability to correctly take guys out when he should, at least with, especially with the openers and stuff like, Multiple times I've been like, Lucchese should not be pitching this inning. And then that's the inning he gets blown up. And it's like, well, it's because you can't pitch him this inning because he's a like a three, two, three inning guy, not a starter, you know? Right. So I don't really know if the Mets will put him in the right position to succeed. But also I understand why they want him to start because you're running out of options here. Like, yeah. it's just, it's, they should have planned. I don't know why they let Yamamoto throw that many pitches and then knowing that they needed a spot on Tuesday. It's not like this was a big secret. Someone didn't get scratched today. Like, you Yeah, no, a question mark was pitching on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, like everyone knew that no one knew who was pitching on Tuesday, and I felt like Yamamoto was the per- perfect person to let that happen. Let him pitch five days before in, Syri- as, in Syracuse as a warm-up, then you bring him up on Tuesday. You know what I mean? You let him travel, you, you send him to Atlanta, you have him hang out in a hotel, and then... You call him up on Tuesday and then bam. You know what I mean? He's there. And he's been a ma- like a full-time major league starter, go six innings guy before. So that's definitely in his realm of possibility. And who knows? Maybe they call him up to pitch two or three innings and they make the buck. You know what I mean? Like they do something yeah. weird. Who knows? I have no idea what the plan is for Tuesday, but. I don't think oh. they really do either. So. Honestly, they probably don't. And like, it's kind of a cool story if the fuck he pitches because yeah, no. of everything he went through. It's been through a lot at this point. I'm rooting for him. I just don't know what I expect from him, if that makes yeah. sense. That's fair. It's just, it's hard. It, it's hard to expect anything because of all the injuries, but if there was something there with him for real, like he was, there's a lot in that arm, and it's just hope you hope that it didn't get all zapped away from injuries because that happens to the best of them. It's happened a lot recently, too. So, I mean, Matt Harvey <laughs> is... Uh, we saw him recently, and that dude is a pitch-the-contact soft tosser now. And it's like, Matt Harvey is that? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, if you told me that in 2014 or, tw- or 2015, I guess, um, since he missed 2014 with Tommy Chan, uh, I would not have believed you. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, you're insane that, like, five, six years later, Matt Harvey... <laughs> He's throwing like, 100 right now. Like, <laughs> chill. Matt Harvey has no juice on his fastball at all? You're crazy. But it's true. Like, that's just a whatever fastball now. He just got to get soft contact and Zapucky could probably be a little good enough and also that would be nice to know if he could get major league hitters out because yeah like if he could get major league major league hitters out for two three innings and then even if they pitch him in a fourth and he gets lit up then you could be like oh hello bullpen you know what I mean because you need more arms always so it'd be a nice trial for him definitely uh, one guy I've wanted to talk about a little bit is um, mm-hmm. Bryce Montez Deoka mm. um, for for Brooklyn. Yes. 
Uh, so for those who don't know, I believe he was drafted in 2018 uh, in the eighth or ninth round. A uh, big, tall pitcher, but um, out of uh, University of Missouri. Uh, but has just been hurt uh, to the point where he made his professional debut um, a couple days ago. And, um, yeah, I mean, the stuff is impressive. He probably, at this point, has the best fastball in the Mets system um, in terms of, of velocity. Uh, he's hit 100 in both of his outings so far, uh, even ticked a little higher. Uh, the breaking ball is also not bad. Uh, definitely will play with with 100. Um, oh, yeah. The big thing with him is going to be uh, his delivery and arm action specifically. Um, let's go with our, our, our violent. Um, it's a wonder he gets hurt all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's He makes like a full arm circle with his arm throughout yeah. his delivery. Um, like, yeah, like you said, no no wonder his injuries have played a uh, big role in his professional career. And not even his professional career, in college too, because I remember yeah. – Oh, That's yeah. why he was available so late. It's like, oh, electric stuff, but he missed all of his sophomore year, basically. He was like, and only pitched in, like, in the, in, in the NCAA in four years, he only appeared 38 times. So like, it seems like a lot, but it's also not really, you know what I mean? It's only. Yeah, that's over than, four seasons, you know? Yeah, that's, that's over four years. That's less than. That's maybe what you. Kind of, yeah. I'm not sure, but um, that sounds like what like an elite college closer would have in a season, you know? Mm-hmm. Because they're pitching all the time. Because college coaches are crazy, and they just throw those dudes out there all the time. And the kids do it because that's what they're that's what they do. They don't say no. So, but like he just didn't really pitch a lot at Missouri either. And it's because he's a he's a tall guy. He's a big guy. It's a lot. Like you said, it's violent. So it's no wonder that he gets hurt. But also. This is why you draft him in the ninth round because he has four and two thirds scoreless innings in Brooklyn and he's struck out like he struck out five and walked four. It's exactly what you would expect out of a guy like that. Yep. And also, if he's healthy, that's a dude who flies up the system. Talking about flying up the system. Yeah, I mean, the command matters a whole lot less when, um, you know, there's really nobody <laughs> blocking his way, you know. And also, like, he's 25 and in Brooklyn. Like, yeah, right. even now, with it being high A, that's still old. Like, yeah. he's going to be in Binghamton if he stays healthy in, like, two weeks, three weeks, if he keeps pitching well. Because those kids just can't. He's just going to blow right yeah, by no, him. He's just, <laughs> just blowing 101 easily by, yeah. you know, children, you know? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Even, even like, with the move to high A, like I said before, it's still a young league yeah. because of everything else, so. Everything and else. It got yeah, it almost doesn't matter that he he has no command because if he can throw the fastball around the plate, <laughs> it's just gonna get swung out and missed. Yeah, but he's interesting. He he's interesting for sure because it's just an arm they don't have. Like it's a type. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's an archetype that doesn't exist in the Mets system right now. Yeah, it's a guy they've tried to draft many times. Um, it's also a guy they tried to trade. Yeah. Um, Lots of guys. There's like one or two in each draft that they target, which is a really big pitcher with no idea how to pitch. Um, but, you know, in the hopes of, of trying to teach him how to throw the ball where he wants to. Mm-hmm. And I understand it. Yeah, I no, don't... Yeah. it as, a lot, as far as lottery tickets go, that's... That's the type of stuff you look for because yeah. he gets command and it's over. Like, he'll yeah, come right. to the majors he's tomorrow. Got, he's got, like, big league closer stuff. He's just 
got a delivery that's going to make it very hard for that mm-hmm. to, to play. For yeah. sure. He, it, it's, it's just, he's already, if, if we're talking about a dude who's been a, prof- a professional in game situations for four innings and we're like the best fastball in the system, it's all you need to know about, or potentially even, it's all we need to know about where everything's at. <laughs> yeah. Probably Allen's is better, but like we're talking about velocity, it's definitely the high, the highest. Yeah. And, um, I'll, I'll put it this way, um, Michael Otanez has made a few Mets top prospect lists. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely like Montez de Oca <laughs> significantly more than oh, uh, Mikel Otanez. He's slotting in at like 24 for me if he's healthy yeah. at the end of this year. Like easily. Because I'll just be like, he throws 100 and he's 6'7". Yeah. <laughs> and the half decent breaker. Yeah. And the Mets system is like pretty up. It's, there's it's there's the other guys who don't yeah. throw that hard and don't have a, as good a secondary pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, with not much better command who have slotted in the list. You know, yep, recently. for sure. For sure. I mean, Riley Gilliam, Gilliam's been on the list, so. It's Many not exact... <laughs> He's a lock, too. Like, I, yeah, I, no, yeah. Like, I wrote him out, I was like, yep, he's on this list, like, easily. He's, he's going to pitch in the big leagues. Yep. Probably, fairly soon. I would not be surprised if he's up within, before the All-Star break, with how they need arms this year, but. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's a weird system. It's a weird system because I really describe it as a haves and have not system where there's no real guys in the middle who are like, oh yeah, he might be an okay utility player. Like that just doesn't exist. Like yeah. they're either like Matthew Allen could be like a top of the rotation pitcher and like I could see Mauricio being a starter and Alvarez being a starter and then the rest of the dudes are like organizational depth. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just such a weird system that we don't really know what it is yet. Uh, so let's um, talk about there were a pair of injuries um, since we've last spoken. Um, Thomas, the dream is dead. Harold Gonzalez. <laughs> the dream is dead. I feel so bad. Tommy John surgery. Yeah, I know. Such a bummer. I've wanted to see him pitch in the big leagues for so long. It's. I unfortunately think he missed his shot, though, here. Yeah. With... I think his shot was last year. That was the money moment for him. When the team was just a disaster and like trotting out like Rick Porcello and Michael Waka all the time and everything else was behind DeGrom with Stroman opting out because of COVID and everything else. Yeah. That was the moment. Yeah. Yeah, The guys who made starts who Harold was probably better than, you know? Oh yes. I think definitely better than that was the money moment for him. Unfortunately, he missed it, and then the Mets were like, let's, they, they became a real baseball team. And, uh, for, unfortunately, honestly, he could have pitched Tuesday if he didn't get hurt. Like, really. Exactly, yeah, if, if he was not, you know, under the knife. Um, yeah, like, you could have made the case for him being the guy, because he would, like, that's a more traditional starter in the sense of, if it's going well, he could give you five, six innings. I don't think it would go that well in the major leagues, but who knows? Weirder stuff has happened. It just yep. sucks for him. It does. It sucks for us all. It does. And who knows, maybe he comes back and gets more velo, but Tommy John's Tommy John. We we kind of take it, um, at least I do. I kind of see Tommy John, and I'm like, oh, they'll be fine in a year. And that's not really what happens. Like, it's still serious. Especially in the minors, I feel yeah. like um, there's a lot more variability. I think the one that did it for me, to talk about the majors for a minute, was Wheeler. The one that really, like, had it 
had the aha moment where it's like this is still Tommy John surgery and not just something that guys get. You oh, know, yeah. Zach Wheeler, you know, went from being one of the the better young pitchers in baseball to, you know, missing two se- two full seasons. It was that second full season where I was like, oh, like this is still like, which it's still an injury that takes a long that could really mess with you. And he's good now, but I don't think he. I think he had the ceiling to be better than. He's probably like a mid-rotation starter now, and I thought he could be a top-of-the-line guy, and then it just, when you're out for two seasons, it's hard to get back to that, even yeah. if you're good still. And of course, like, because Harvey came back from Tommy John and was fine, like, fine, and then TOS was probably, I wouldn't, I don't want to say directly related to, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was. But, um. No one can I, tell you one way or the other. Yeah. It's a distinct possibility. But, um. Yeah, it just sucks for him. It just sucks because he's been such a a good minor leaguer for so long and really deserved the shot. Like deserved more so less deserved the shot and more deserved like I played in the big leagues. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. Like like we always say, if you make the big leagues, you're a success. Uh, not to say that Harold Gonzalez was not successful. Yes, he was. He was a damn good minor. Yeah, leaguer. no, he's he's still you know talk about big leaguers being the top zero 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 one percent. He's still in that. You know. Mm-hmm. Guy pitched and pitched pretty well in AAA. Um, just sucks. And hopefully he makes it someday. Yes. Harold, we wish you well. Um, another guy who was injured this week, um, someone who's near and dear to your heart, uh, Pete Crow Armstrong was put on the 10 yeah. day IL, uh, with a short, jammed shoulder. He's been, he's been hot too, speaking he's of guys. He's also very good. Uh, speaking of guys that, um, early season, hot starts guys but that we talked about in the beginning of this section but um man he's been good <laughs> it's it's the eye has been very advanced i think i feel um like even if he goes hitless in a day he'll what he might walk or might work a count real well or something it's it's advanced it's advanced yeah. plate stuff because of the level of and i think that's that's the pedigree you know that's yeah. Oh, yeah. he's this game isn't too big for him right now because he's been playing nationally you know, yeah. like, I'm sure he's gotten all that stuff out of the way of the jitters and stuff like that. Of course, being professional is a little bit different, but also playing for Team USA for how long, for how many years he did and all that stuff is no small deal either. So, like, that's some stuff dudes don't do, like, in a different sense. So I think that stuff has helped him kind of acclimate quick. And it's luckily it's just a jam shoulder. Like, yeah, it doesn't sound like it's all that serious. It sounds like he's just going to go on the 10-day IL, and I'm glad they were safe with him and didn't make him play with a jam shoulder. But um, he was on a steal, right? Like, he tried, slid. I think so. And he, like, jammed his shoulder up. So, like, that sucks, but he should be back sooner ra- rather than later. And it's a, the early returns are nice, which is which is what you want to see, especially because of how thin the outfield depth is um, in terms of... I mean, right now, there were no other... Um, they're the, like the major league roster, Lee might be the he might be starting best, uh, yeah on Monday um, if Conforto's hurt um, because realistically it's Pilar Dominic Smith who's a first baseman and Jake Hager played right field today and um, he has like 50 professional innings in the outfield I guess 59 now um, professional innings in the outfield um, before today he had 50 or in that area, I can't remember if it was like 51 or something. Yeah, no, but he's an infielder. Yeah. He's an, you know, like, 
good on him. He kind of, he messed up one play. Like um, Osimeto scored on a double from first, and it should have been held at third, but he missed the cutoff man. Um, but that's what happens when you put a guy in right field who doesn't play there, you know. Um, but he could kind of ease the outfield depth issues. And I'm not saying he'll be up next year or even in two or three years, but it'll be nice to be like there's this future center fielder. Yeah, for a team that has very few, um, you know, high-end outfield prospects, it's nice that the early returns on PCA mm-hmm. have been so encouraging. Oh, yeah, it's it's encouraging for sure. And I still like the swing a lot. I like the bat speed a lot. I just I don't know if he'll hit for power, but you could kind of circumvent that with the elite defense and the walking. Like if I think he has a good – he, I think he can have a good eye. And then if he's just if he's a doubles machine who plays elite defense and walks, okay. <laughs> especially because especially if the ball is dead, I don't know if they're going to keep the ball this way because home runs are way down anyway. So maybe those power bats kind of die out. But of course they could just mess with the ball again in like three years. So who knows? Yep. Uh, speaking of outfield depth, uh, there is one more person we should probably discuss, and that's uh, Jake Mangum, who. Is a power uh, machine now. Yeah. Um, is apparently jacked and, and yoking homers left and right. Hitting like line drives missiles. out of the ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> Just absolute hitting piss missiles out of the baseball park, which good for him. Good for him. Like, yeah. He's one of those dudes who's going to be like 33 and still playing in the minors and have gotten multiple cups of coffee in the majors type guy. So good for I'm, him. I'm now more confident that he, um, I was already pretty confident he would, he would get at least 10 big league plate appearances. I'm, I'm now more confident that that happens. So because he's like Jack and hitting homers now. So yeah. Just... Cause it's, it's not impossible to imagine him hitting, you know, running into one. Oh yeah, for sure. And if he keeps hitting the ball as hard as he is, he's going to just the, everything else about him, the defense and the leadership stuff. Is just going to get him up the system. Yep. He seems like that guy who um is this a major around forever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He seems like that dude, and he seems like that dude who that teams would like to resign to minor league deals constantly, um, to like help at Syracuse and stuff. Like from if we're speaking from the Mets here, definitely. All right. Well, I guess that will do it for this week's installment of uh, From Complex to Queen Queens. Um, if you have any questions or comments, uh, you know, whatever, you can email us at from complex to queens at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and, um, you know, leave questions or comments there. Uh, you can find me at Ken Lavin 91. Uh, you can find Thomas at sad met season S Z N. You can find Lucas at El Vlahos 343. And you can find Steve at Steve Sippa. Uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from and don't forget to rate and review it thank you for listening and as always love the Mets love the Mets